This is News Source 1 Michiana. Elkhart South Bend. News Source 1 Michiana. News and headlines the way you want in the morning. This is News to Go, your morning show focusing on the top stories from various news outlets. Also available via Anchor Podcast app. With SRN News, I'm Patrick Foss. Budget negotiations between President Biden and congressional Democrats continue as the president prepares to leave for Europe. Presidential spokeswoman Jen Psaki says a legislative deal on the president's massive climate, education, and health care package is within reach. We are very close. That's because we are very close. But many lawmakers say there's more work to be done. The president had hoped to reach an agreement before departing for Europe in the morning, and Psaki says that's still a realistic goal. Yes, we'll see. Greg Clugston, The White House. Also at SRNews.com, a GOP senator says Attorney General Merrick Garland should resign over his decision to treat angry parents who speak out at school board meetings as potential domestic terrorists. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas used an oversight committee hearing to blast Garland for his treatment of parents. The issue has come to the fore in the state of Virginia where Democratic gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe said parents should have no say over how their kids are taught at school. Video from Loudoun County, Virginia showed an angry father being violently arrested for confronting the school board after his daughter was sexually assaulted by a so-called transgender male using the girls' restroom. Senator Cotton said Garland should resign in disgrace, telling the Attorney General, quote, this testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. Bob Agnew reporting. A large storm that hit the U.S. Northeast has been labeled a bomb cyclone, a storm that rapidly intensifies and features plunging air pressure within a 24-hour period. National Weather Service meteorologist David Ross says the storm is moving offshore. Kind of like the 1991 storm on this date 30 years ago, the Hurricane Center is actually watching it for signs that it could become a subtropical cyclone um, because it's supposed to move east-southeast out to sea. The storm left some 600,000 without power. Southeast New York got the worst of it. New York Attorney General Letitia James plans to run for governor. James will enter the race as a formidable candidate for the Democratic nomination just months away. This is SRN News. Another city bans abortion. Mason, Ohio has become the latest pro-life sanctuary city, passing a complete ban on abortion within its borders. Mark Harrington, president of Created Equal, says, quote, Citizens across America are preventing abortions from being committed in their communities. Ohio is once again taking the lead, and more cities are joining this movement every week. There is no abortion clinic in Mason at the moment, and the new ban would prevent any from being built. Michael Harrington, SRN News. If Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin upsets Democrat Terry McAuliffe in Virginia's gubernatorial election, it may be because of transgenderism. The Democratic-led Virginia legislature is requiring all school districts to accommodate transgender students, and many parents are upset about that. Youngkin's final days focus on the issue, will test the limits of his suburban outreach, and provide lessons for Republicans aiming to retake control of Congress next year. This is Ezra News. The battle rages on in Texas. Voting rights advocates have filed a new lawsuit in federal court over Texas' newly redrawn congressional district maps. Now, the suit, filed by Texas voters and voting advocacy organization Voto Latino, claims the maps dilute the vote of communities of color. Texas was the only state to be awarded two new congressional seats earlier this year with a population growth of 4 million people nearly half of which are Hispanic. Jason Walker reporting. The mayor of the Florida county that's home to the nation's biggest theme park, 
Resorts is lifting a pandemic-related state of emergency order. Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings said he was letting the order expire Wednesday. Orange County positivity rate has been below 5% for 17 consecutive days, and the 14-day average rate was 3.5%. More details at SRNews.com. I'm Patrick Foss. News Nation This Hour, I'm James Sears. President Biden will meet with House Democrats this morning before he leaves for Europe as negotiations continue over his social spending bill's price tag and what to include. That could affect paid family leave, either scaling it back or dropping it altogether, to garner the support of moderate Democrat Joe Manchin. And Manchin also objected to a billionaire's tax to help pay for the bill, but has his own idea. If you're to the point to where you're able to use all of the tax forms, if you can, to your advantage and you end up with a zero tax liability, but have had a very, very good life and you've had a lot of opportunities, there should be a 15% patriotic tax. The latest target of a ransomware attack is the National Rifle Association. A hacker's group that calls itself Grief published sensitive NRA files on a dark web site to try to force the organization to pay for their removal. It's believed the group operates out of Russia. Police recovered three guns from the set of Alec Baldwin's movie Rust, as well as the round that they believe killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins, pulled from the shoulder of director Joel Souza, Santa Fe County Sheriff Aiden Mendoza. We regard this specific spent casing and recovered projectile to be the live round that was fired from the revolver by Mr. Baldwin. The sheriff said 500 rounds of ammunition were recovered from the set, which were a mix of blanks and live rounds. The clock is ticking for cops in New York City to get a COVID vaccine. A judge ruled the mandate can begin on Monday. That means officers, firefighters, and other municipal workers must get at least their first dose by tomorrow or be placed on unpaid leave. People with pre-existing medical conditions who already received two COVID vaccinations and a third shot will be able to get a fourth one. Federal health officials say this applies to people who are moderately and severely immunocompromised. The CDC authorized a third dose for those adults in August. The fourth shot should be received at least six months after the third. And the pandemic is playing a bigger role in the dictionary. Merriam-Webster is adding ghost kitchen, curbside delivery, vaccine passport, and super spreader. Those among 455 new words and phrases this year. One of the most talked about foodie term is fluffernutter. That's a sandwich made with peanut butter and marshmallow cream. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and on the NewsNationNow app. I'm James Sears. Detailed forecast today showers likely mainly after 5 p.m. cloudy, with a high near 58. East wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour chance of precipitation is 60%. Tonight showers. Low around 51. East wind around 10 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour chance of precipitation is 100%. New precipitation amounts between a quarter and half of an inch possible. Friday showers. High near 58. Northeast wind 5 to 10 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour chance of precipitation is 90%. New precipitation amounts between a tenth and quarter of an inch possible. Friday night a 50% chance of showers, mainly before 2 a.m. Cloudy, with a low around 48. Northeast wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour Saturday a 20% chance of showers before 2 p.m. mostly cloudy, with a high near 56. North wind around 10 miles per hour. Have you enjoyed listening to The John Schaefer Show? Now dot you can watch him on our Facebook group. The John Schaefer Show.
posted on the weekend on News Source 1 Michiana Facebook group. From the Black Information Network, this is the BIN Daily Update. Vanessa Tyler. And I'm Mike Stevens and your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. A black mother and her white boyfriend are under arrest after her three children were found living alone with the corpse of their dead eight-year-old brother, who may have been dead a year. The dead child just left under a blanket in a back bedroom. Even hardened law enforcement at the Harris County, Texas Sheriff's Department couldn't believe the scene. Very horrific situation out here, very tragic been in this business for a long time and I had never heard a scenario like this. It really uh, caught me by surprise. The sheriff believes the boyfriend, 31-year-old Brian Coulter, beat the boy to death and he and the mother, 35-year-old Gloria Williams, just abandoned the dead child and his special needs siblings, ages 15, 10, and 7, to fend for themselves. A black child tried to kill himself and eventually died. And because 13-year-old Jamari Dent was reportedly bullied in school by teachers and staff, the Chicago school system must pay his mother $1.25 million. Reports say the abuse was so bad, the special needs child first hung himself in 2019, and that left him brain damaged. He was hospitalized, unable to walk or talk, until he later passed away in June of this year. Two black men are alive for now. One was hours, the other days away from execution on Oklahoma's death row. The last-minute reprieves coming from the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals granting stays of execution for John Grant and Julius Jones. The men claiming the method of execution is unconstitutional. Attorneys for them and three others on death row were initially denied. The state of Oklahoma plans to appeal the decision stopping the executions by taking the cases to the Supreme Court. Black Illinois Congressman Bobby Rush says it reminds him of the lynching of Emmett Till, whose body was found floating in a river, just like the body recently found of Jelani Day. Rush says it is time to bring in federal investigators. The African-American lawmaker sent letters to FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland. Day who was a black Illinois State graduate student with plans on becoming a doctor, disappeared at the end of August. He was found dead in the Illinois River. His mother has been outspoken about the initial lack of police response for her missing son. She is now demanding the case be turned over from local police to the FBI. To death do us part could come soon for a young black Alabama couple. 22-year-old Eric Turner has a rare cancer. Synovial sarcoma already caused him to have his right arm amputated and part of his lungs removed. But that didn't stop the marriage to the love of his life. Sir Doris now misses Turner taking his hand, the wedding taking place from his hospital bed. For more on these stories and international, national, state, and local news affecting the black community, listen to the Black Information Network on the iHeartRadio app or log on to BINnews.com. I'm Vanessa Tyler with Mike Stevens on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. I'm Mike Stevens. And I'm Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. Listen carefully now to the whispers of an 82-year-old black man fighting cancer who had been locked up for 45 years for a crime a jury has now determined he did not commit. 
He said being locked up for so long was extremely hurtful because he knew he was not the kind of person to commit that kind of crime. Isaiah Andrews was found not guilty after a retrial in Cleveland, Ohio. He had been convicted of the 1974 slaying of his wife. The Ohio Innocence Project took on his case in 2015, discovering the police and prosecutors never gave Andrews or his lawyers copies of police reports that showed another man killed his wife. No physical evidence ever tied Isaiah to the crime. He was convicted based mostly on the testimony of two women whose stories changed from time to time. So many black men like him have been sent to prison for crimes they did not do. How many more may still be locked up? Something else keeps happening to black and brown men. Death at the hands of law enforcement. This mother demands answers to the 2019 police custody death of her son. Someone please help us. Any videos, any information would really help us right now. We just can't wrap our brains around this. We don't know what's going on. Since then, there's been a more than $5 million settlement with a San Diego, California transit agency in the case of her 24-year-old son, Angel Zapata Hernandez, who died after being pinned down by two security officers. Video shows they kneeled on the man's neck for about six minutes, about six months before a similar death of George Floyd. Now, the victim's mother also has filed a wrongful death lawsuit against two San Diego police officers who arrived as backup but did not intervene even though her son was handcuffed, not resisting, and face down on the ground. New York State was the first in the nation to launch a system with digital proof of COVID-19 vaccination and negative test results back in March with something called the Excelsior Passes. And now the technology is being shared so other states and regions can use the same type of application for their residents to also prove they've received the COVID shots which is something more often being required by large companies, states, cities, and federal agencies. After years of being skeptical about bitcoins, black Americans are now leading the nation in the purchase of cryptocurrency. A recent Harris poll found 23% of African Americans own it, compared to 11% of white Americans and 17% of Hispanics. Research done by the University of Chicago finds many of those who are buying bitcoins, which is not tied to any federal banks are young between the ages of 18 and 29. Many African-Americans say they're doing this after being left out of traditional banking and wealth building. But experts say, as with anything, be careful and know the risks involved. I'm Mike Stevens with Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. Your money on the Black Information Network. The answer to the question, when will gas prices stop going up, is not yet. The AAA national average for regular is past $3.39 a gallon, a half cent higher in just 24 hours. It's been more than four weeks since prices fell. The lowest statewide average is $3.02 a gallon in Oklahoma, and gas in California is up to more than $4.55 a gallon. Mortgage applications were mixed last week as interest rates hit an eight-month high. A seven basis point rise to 3.3% for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage 
drove down refinance applications by 2%. Refis are 26% lower than this time last year. Applications for mortgages to buy homes rose 4% last week. But the upcoming holiday season could break records. That's according to the National Retail Federation. It says total sales could be as high as $859 billion. That means growth could top 10%. Last year's sales total grew up by just over 8% and came in at 777.3 billion. The Federation considers the holiday season to be from November 1st through New Year's Eve. Money news at 24 and 54 minutes past each hour. I'm Julius White on the Black Information Network. Download the BIN Daily Update every morning on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 2021 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times. The price at the pump now is about a dollar a gallon more than it was when Joe Biden took office. Wyoming Republican Senator John Barrasso lambasted the Biden administration's handling of rising energy prices. Gasoline now averages $3.38 per gallon nationwide. Combined with price hikes of consumer goods, inflation is hitting wallets hard and threatening economic recovery heading into the 2022 midterm elections. President Biden departs for Europe later this week to attend a global climate change conference. Senate negotiators say talks around the president's $2 trillion budget reconciliation package are in the final stretch. A handful of issues are yet to be worked out, including expanding Medicare benefits, federal paid leave, and a plan to tax billionaires. Members of the Congressional Black Caucus said Wednesday they support the version of the bill on the table. Chair Ohio Representative Joyce Beatty. While it's not a perfect ending, it is a lot of progress. And some of the most investments that have been made in our communities will happen because of members of the Congressional Black Caucus. President Biden named Washington Secretary of State Kim Wyman, a lifelong Republican, to a top post overseeing national election security. Last year, Wyman publicly defended presidential election results from President Trump's claim of election fraud. Here's Wyman in 2020. While some people continue to call into question the outcome of this election, average citizens from all walks of life will step up to exercise their responsibility. The nation's federal student aid chief operating officer, Richard Cordray, testified Wednesday on his office's priorities, including a goal to reduce borrowers' debt by $10,000 nationwide. I think if that were the decision, it would benefit many, many borrowers, some of whom never finished college, so never got the benefit of the bargain there. The U.S. government has asked Britain's high court to overturn a judge's decision that WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange should not be sent to the U.S. to face espionage charges. In January, a lower court refused an American request to extradite Assange on spying charges over WikiLeaks' publication of secret military documents. Finally, the White House says more than 400 million doses of COVID-19 vaccine have been distributed since January, including booster shots. White House COVID-19 response team coordinator Jeff Zients. 28 million young Americans would become eligible for protection from COVID-19 should the FDA authorize and CDC recommend the vaccine for children ages 5 through 11. I'm Nadia Ramlagan for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. 
News Source 1 Michiana is still your station for happy and whole in him and school and community. News from Sylvia Stark. Michiana Racing Coverage still expounds with Ron Verash and we give a hearty station welcome to Fred Webster who will cover Plymouth and Rochester News. More is coming next. From the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. Mama Tia is my grandmother. She was actually the first in the family to get vaccinated. I was afraid. Craig Thomas owns CJ's Produce in East Dublin, Georgia. He and his wife Leslie are part of a video campaign by the Ad Council and COVID Collaborative encouraging rural residents to get vaccinated. Getting the vaccination is helping your fellow brethren, regardless of how you may disagree with them. Brooks Hodges also is featured in one of the seven videos. A Guthrie, Texas rancher, he lost his wife of 30 years to COVID and is now raising their two young children on his own. I do know this is my duty to get vaccinated, and that's where I stand on that. The Daily Yonder has found that the rate of both infections and deaths from COVID are higher in rural communities than metropolitan areas. There's new funding from the federal government to study traditional health practices of Native communities and collect data that informs future care. These traditions, these practices need to be restored. Valerie Bluebird-Jernigan, a Choctaw citizen, leads the Center for Indigenous Health Research and Policy at Oklahoma State University. She says for too long, Western medical ideas have been imposed on traditional communities. In all of my 20 years of public health work, I have rarely seen Indigenous models of health and wellness incorporated into academic medicine. Food as medicine is helping veterans on a farm in the Northwest. Allison Perry, a licensed trauma therapist, founded the 19-acre Central Oregon Veterans Ranch, where those suffering from post-traumatic stress grow produce sold to restaurants. She calls the process agrotherapy. Being creative and participating in the creative process, as opposed to what combat veterans are trained for, which is destruction. Perry is in talks with veterans and communities looking for a model that can be implemented in other states. It's that time of year when the wild and weird are newsworthy. But in some rural communities, it's a year-round draw. There's a guy up in Minnesota who's offering a $50,000 reward for a sea monster in Lake Pepin. Freelance writer Liz Carey gathered stories about rural monsters, myths, and legends for the Daily Yonder. She says in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, 25,000 people attend the Mothman Festival to celebrate a legend dating to the 1960s about a large winged man seen flying overhead. People are looking at these legends and using them in their businesses and in their communities to draw in tourism now. After another grueling year of COVID, Carrie thinks a dip into the paranormal can't hurt anyone. Because it's nice to have that mystery out there and the stories that add a little bit of romance and a little bit of uncertainty in our lives. For the Yonder Report and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. Squid Game Clothes in High Demand Worldwide. This is BreakingNewsEnglish.com. People around the world are trying to get hold of clothes worn by characters in the hugely popular South Korean TV series Squid Game. In particular, the made-in-Korea green tracksuits and pink jumpsuits from the show are in huge demand as a Halloween costume. Internet stores worldwide have been flooded with orders. 
garment factories in South Korea are struggling to make enough of the clothes to keep up with demand. Clothes factory owner Kim Jin-ja from Seoul said, October is usually a slow month for the sewing industry, but thanks to Squid Game and Halloween, we are scrambling to sew enough clothes. She added, We are now sewing 6,000 green tracksuits for toddlers and children. Squid Game is a survival drama series created by Huang Dong-hyuk. It was first broadcast on Netflix on September the 17th. It has since become a global hit and is Netflix's most watched series ever. It reached number one in 90 countries, including the United States. Netflix estimated that over 142 million people watched Squid Game in the 28 days following its release. The series is about a contest between 456 players who are in a lot of debt. They all play children's games to try to win a $40 million prize to get out of debt. However, the simple games could result in their death. Squid Game is another example of South Korean culture becoming popular around the world, following K-pop and K-dramas. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend.